What is up everybody? Welcome back to the Friday Wrapper. My name is Jack Graham. And I'm Mac Rackers. And on this show we wrap the week up with hot topics, teachable moments and articles that we think will help you on your health and fitness journey. Well, my first hot topic slash article doesn't, isn't necessarily going to help any of you on your health and fitness journey, but it is health related and is very interesting. So I saw on Instagram the other day, um, it is a pretty reputable news site that this has come from, the only news site that I follow, in fact. Um, And they did a post saying that doctors have successfully transplanted a genetically modified pig's heart into a human for the first time. (laughs) Do you want to just let that sink in? So the first ever human is now living with the pig's heart in their body. That's, like, it's just even just hard to actually believe. I know, right? Um, Yeah, I was talking about it with a friend at the gym the other night and I was just like, I don't know how... Like, it's weird. Imagine having, knowing you have an animal heart in you. Like, obviously, this guy's choice was either death or try an animal heart transplant. Mm. And he's alive still yeah. at the time, but... Yeah, but at the end of the day, does it matter? Like, what's... It, it, an organ's an organ, I guess, and if it's doing what it needs to, then... That's true. Then yeah. <laughs> it says, um, they said, due to the shortage of human heart donation, scientists have turned to attempting to use animal organs instead... The heart was genetically modified to remove sugar in its cells that would lead to immediate organ rejection. So that's how they let the body accept it. I also did read that um, somebody else in New York has had a successful kidney transplant with a pig's kidney as well and functioning fine. Pig. Pig. Yeah. Pig's heart and pig's kidney. Did I say pig first? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm just... Just surprised all these pig I know why are... I guess they must be the closest size to us. You'd think that they take them from a monkey, a mon- like I don't know. Yeah, but it would be quite small, really. A monkey's heart? Yeah, I, maybe not, I don't know. And you can't just go killing monkeys, I guess. But you can just go killing pigs. We do it all the time anyway. Yeah, that's true. I suppose what do they do with the heart? Yeah. Normally. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so that's crazy. Um, like, it's funny, like, these are just weird thoughts I have in my head occasionally. And I was thinking this this morning, like, the the gap between... So it's always been the same, like, like the ultra-wealthy people live a lot longer than the, you know, very poor people. Yeah. And there's a huge gap in, like, life expectancy. But it's getting smaller and smaller. Like, and, like, you go back... Even back in the Roman days, like the Roman emperors would live a lot longer than, you know, the peasants out in the street. And like life expectancy back then for a peasant was like 30, 40 years. But now it's closing and closing and closing. And like if you have a look, and it's probably lasts only 30 years or so, that that gap's getting smaller and smaller. Like you take the recent vaccine, everybody was able to get it. Yeah, Not true. just rich people. Yeah. Everybody had access to it. And... It's cool for the human race, I guess you could say, because it doesn't matter about how much money you got now. Everyone you, has the same chance yeah. to live as long as they yeah. can. Yeah. So it's just cool to see that things like that are working as well. Like, 
because if you think about it, like the heart transplant list, the richest people are going to be on the top. Yeah, of course. And I feel like generally they are getting the poorer people's organs. Yeah. Because they can't really, they probably can't afford, like, obviously the private healthcare and all that. Mm. So. Yeah. So it's You good. still have to opt in to be an organ donor, right? Yeah, I believe so. I should probably do that. You're not? Well, no. no. When, when would I have done that? I'm only 24. Um, yeah, it should be on your licence. If you're an organ donor? Yeah, I think so. What? And you have to register. Anyway, you should do that. Okay. <laughs> um, one thing on a complete different topic and complete change of direction, one thing I've been doing since I think I started the week before Christmas and I've noticed a huge difference. Um, I have turned all my notifications off for social media. So I told you to do this like a year but ago. But like the pop-up notifications and even the little... Same. On the, the little one. On the apps, like the how many notifications you got on the app. So I turned all that off. And it's crazy because you realise how much they actually control your life. Well, I feel like it just makes an implicit behaviour. So you don't think about it. You just automatically see the red number and red is like urgent. Yeah, That's and you've got to go red. on there and check it so yeah. they sort of control you because there's notifications where now i control them because i only go on social media when i choose to. choose to yeah and i can actually set times now and go on there where before you'd see the little notification you're like oh i better check it and yeah they're good at it and even though you turn it off they always come up and say turn your notifications off yeah. on so you don't miss this um, but i've like the difference is huge. I didn't really think it would make that much of a difference, but having it all off. So the only notification that I have now is for messages or and phone calls. Yep, same. And <clears throat> that's it. Um, and I do have, because Apple has just brought out the, they used to have the do not disturb function, which I mm. have my phone on do not disturb all of the time. All of my friends and family hate it because they have to call me like three times for it to come through. But... With the do not disturb function, you can choose like work hours or social hours. And so there's hours in the day when you can get notifications if you want them. And mm. I don't opt in for that, but I have set it so I get a summary. So at 7 a.m., I don't get any notifications anytime, but at 7 a.m., I get like a summary in my lock screen of all the notifications I've had at night. Mm -hmm. And then again at 5 p.m. Yeah. It's just because I do miss a lot of messages on Instagram sometimes if I don't go on there because I just forget because mm. there's no little number. But having the summary, it's just like at five, you can check it yep. sort of thing, which is super handy. I like yeah, it. I might give that a go. Um, but it, anybody listening, I'd strongly recommend giving it a go and seeing what what you think. Uh, just turn all the notifications off, the little pop-ups, everything, and just choosing like two times a day, you choose when to go on not when they choose for you to go on. And, yeah, let us know if you do it and let us know what you think. It's quite interesting. Yeah. Um, the, did you see or hear the prediction for the most popular fitness trend this year? No. Trend. <laughs> the trend? I think it was called a trend. Yeah. I've seen an article on LinkedIn, I think. Hit training is going to be Ew. the number one. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yay! It has been for the last couple of years. Yeah, I can see that everyone loves it, but yeah. for the wrong reasons, I feel. Yeah. Everyone loves it because it makes them sweaty. Mm. Um, and like this article said, like there is um, good... So if you look at the research, there is a lot of research on hit training now, and that's probably why it is the most popular. Like you can tell when something's popular when there's a lot of research coming out on it. Yeah. And um, the, like if you look at the research alone, you can see that you know you're going to burn more body fat. You're going to, in some cases, build muscle. You're going to improve your cardiovascular health. You improve your overall health. Everything like that. And and then all these companies can take it that and market it, but they're not actually doing HIT training as if it was in those studies. So, oh, so they're doing different type of HIT training to what they do in the studies? Well, in, in the studies, it's pretty much all controlled. So it's all pretty much done on a single modality like rowing, bike or, or something like that, yeah. or a runner or something, anything, anything like that. And it's like the longest workouts that they do are like including warm-up and cool-down, like 20... 15 to 20 minutes, sometimes even less. And all these other ones, like you got F45, is a good, good example. So not, they use functional fitness for 45 minutes. Yeah, and like, that's not what it was intended for. Yeah. So you think about it, and a good example of this is like you could sprint 25 metres as hard as you can. Yeah, everybody, not you know, if you've got a bit of fitness about you, you can sprint as hard as you can for 25 metres. But then anything past that, you're not really sprinting anymore. You're just running. Yeah, okay. So the so effects of it have ju are just going and you're actually losing all the benefits and all the effects of it by doing more and more and more. Yep. And longer duration hit, I guess you could call it. And, um, and the thing is, like, it is an advanced type of training. Yeah, as in an athletes use it. Athletes use it. And most of the people in the studies are experienced in working out so they've you know been working out for two or three years already and then, then they do they're not just stepping straight into it yeah they're and, not beginners and you know doing lunge jumps and squat jumps and jumping here jumping there and just wrecking all their joints so these people already have you know good quality muscle tendons ligaments and all that sort of stuff supporting their joints so they're not going to injure themselves and um that's what a lot of people don't realize and i think hits good i think it should be used but it's only for advanced clients of mine. Like so, and again, in this article, they also said you shouldn't be doing a movement at high intensity unless you can do it extremely slow with good technique and good. Which nobody can do. I've never seen anybody do good burpees, especially after you've doing, been doing them for 20 minutes in a workout, yeah. just like flop on the ground, yeah. flop back up. And that's the thing, as soon as people lost their form in the studies, the study was done. Like, they'd stop the workout because it's pointless going on because you, you've lost that intensity. Yeah. So, um, what would we do? <laughs> we sort of went down a rabbit hole there. You went down a rabbit hole. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just funny how like all these things sort of come and go. Uh, uh, there was a training at, at altitude. Altitude. Altitude room. So they'd simulate out, like training at altitude in the room. Yeah, so, so the air's thinner. Yeah, but it has absolutely no benefits whatsoever. But, you know, they charge a fortune. And you oh, can, so you can go and do that. You can choose yeah. to go and do that. There's gyms in Sydney, like in, oh, in the bigger cities. 
Yeah, the so gyms. you can choose to go and struggle to breathe while you do high intensity training more yeah. than ever. Yeah, real good for you. <laughs> Oh it's God. just like um, Bikram you... yoga and that sort of stuff. and But like the the amount of oxygen that your brain needs would yeah. be <laughs> so bad. <laughs> yeah, so bad. It's just funny fads like that. Um, I can't really think of anything anymore that's sort of come up over the last... Any I, fitness fads? I feel like the last two years have been a bit of a throw-off for all the fads because every like all the work-at-home things have been going yeah. nuts, like Peloton and all that sort of stuff, but they're starting to crash a bit now because everybody's heading back into the gyms and doing their own thing and not wanting to sit in front of a screen at home. Yeah, because I feel like they work, but a lot of people work in front of a screen and they watch Netflix at night to relax and now mm. they're exercising in front of the screen. It's just like... Yeah. It's too much. Yeah. There's a line somewhere. Need to get out and enjoy nature a little bit as well. Um, I was listening to Triple J tonight on the way home and Hopper and Hing do like a... I forget what the segment's called, but it's essentially like, is the thing I'm doing right or is it wrong? So Hopper, I'm pretty sure, eats scrambled eggs without chewing them. (laughs) So he swallows them. Okay. He's like, in my mind, they're already... In a chewed form. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? Yeah. And then it got me thinking tonight. So, just to set the scene, it is 9.59 <laughs> and we're recording this podcast on Thursday night, and we always have a piece of dark chocolate at, at night. Mm-hmm. And Jack just puts the whole thing in his mouth and eats it. Like, it's just, it's like not lint, but it's the similar size to lint, so a bigger square, not like a little Cadbury square. And I just want to know, is that what most people do or do most people like nibble it like I do? I like having the most chocolate in my mouth at once. <laughs> no, but then you don't get to savour it. It's just like gone. Yes, you do. You All sit there once, and you just gone. sort of... And then your mouth is, must be so full of like melted chocolate. And that's the best part of it. And you just, it's like an explosion of chocolate in your mouth. But Instead of just drip feeding it tiny little bits. <laughs> but you eat it in like 30 seconds. I eat it in like four minutes, you know. So I've got four minutes worth of chocolate. Yeah, and I've got 30 seconds of bliss. <laughs> oh my God. Someone <laughs> let us know which of us is right. I feel like it's me. I feel like most people nibble it, right? <laughs> surely surely um, maybe yeah. most people don't eat just one square either have you got any questions uh, I did have some questions do you still want to do them yeah we'll still do them okay so the main question that I had if anybody wants to get in on the question action make sure you head over and follow us on Instagram Mac puts up a lot more question boxes than I do and you'll find her you're just like chatting to people Mac underscore in situ and me at jack underscore in situ okay so the most asked question that i got earlier in the week was alcohol how do i drink less alcohol around friends and family that drink a lot um how can i just drink less alcohol how to manage alcohol everything around alcohol and i feel like we have slightly touched on it Mm -hmm. um in the past so i guess we'll just go over it again but over Christmas, I think, we were away for a week, were we? And my family are quite heavy drinkers, all of them. And I had one and a half glasses of wine in seven days. And I was even shook because <laughs> I was like, oh, this, I'm going to cave. Like, they're going to peer pressure me. I just know that I'm going to end up drinking more than I want to drink because I don't do well under peer pressure. 
Um, but I only have one, one and a half glasses of wine. And I think by the time, you, if you guys do listen along, you would have heard us. We're sort of going through a less and less alcohol journey, I suppose. Mm. And I feel like it's been a few months now and I'm literally just tired of either giving in or pretending. <laughs> so I'm just like, no, I'm not drinking. Mm. Okay, like just take it or leave it. I'm not drinking. But also what helped me get to that point, I suppose, is the non-alcoholic drinks. Like you can get non-alcoholic drinks everywhere now. Um, and... Yeah, actually, that's probably the biggest help. I don't really know what else has got us to this point. It's just like you've got to have something in your hand, you know, to stop, to, like, hinder people from asking you if you want a drink, do you need a drink, what are you drinking? Yeah. If you just have a can in your hand, like, what have you been drinking at the minute that looks yeah. like beer? I've been drinking heaps normal, which is just a non-alcoholic beer. Looks like a craft beer and all that sort of stuff. It's quite not. It's actually quite nice. Tastes like beer and all that sort of stuff, so still feels like you're drinking beer. And it just sort of gives me an option of not drinking so much. So if I take a four pack or a six pack, I can drink those within other beer, beers or wines yeah, that's and stuff. Right. Or, you know, I can still have a spirits in here, but I'm not having, like I'll have six of the non-alcoholic and four of the others. I'm not having 10 alcoholic drinks because I'd be shit faced. Yeah. I'm just having four. One of our- two. So it's, you can just mix it in there quite easily and not be so intoxicated. Yeah, one of our clients actually did that at the gym Christmas party. She had a non-alcoholic drink, a light beer, a non-alcoholic mm. drink, and she's just, she's like, it's the best because I have enough alcohol in my system for social lubricant, which some people do like or need, yeah. but I'm not drunk yeah. and I'm not going to be hungover tomorrow. Yep. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's there's quite a good. lot of options now. You can even get a non-alcoholic wine, someone was telling me the other day. I don't know how it would taste, but... Mm. And also, I guess, if you're going down the non-alcoholic road, do you, like, how far down the sugar road do you want to go? Because a lot of the non-alcoholic yes. drinks don't have the alcohol to give them the taste, so they do have a lot of artificial sweetness, but I guess you just got to weigh it up. Yeah. Um, make the decision. Mm. Okay, the other question that I wanted to talk about was how to convince my family it's normal to exercise daily. <laughs> I, my response was stop trying to convince them because they're more likely to push back. Yeah, 100%. But also we did this week on Tuesday a whole podcast on like gently getting your friends and family to start exercising. Yeah. So I feel like that covers the question in so much depth, like 20 minutes of depth. Yeah, 100%. Just the episode below this one and you can listen to that. Um and just change your thoughts of what exercise is. Like going for a walk can be a nice exercise. If you're with family and friends out of your normal exercise routine, just trick them and say, let's go for a walk to the beach or let's walk the dog or... Yeah, you don't have to do an hour of structured Yeah, we, you don't have to exercise. drag them to a gym or something. You can yeah. just go for a walk or a run or a bike ride or a swim or paddle. Play a game. Yeah, anything really. Just, yeah, change your idea of what workout is yeah mm. cool okay i feel like this next one is more for you how do i know if i'm overtraining? it is a hard one um because you your bodies adapt quite well to anything you throw at it so it can adapt to overtraining quite easily and you might think oh sweet i'm smashing it but you're actually causing your body serious damage long-term damage and short-term damage um the biggest thing i'd say is energy 
like if you're lacking energy, if you get to three o'clock and you're like, oh, I need a coffee to get through, yeah, you're overtraining or you're overdoing it. Um, how deep do we go? Like, you know, um, energy would be the first one, and you can continue training, but you still got to just look outside your training as well. Are you sleeping enough? Are you drinking enough? Are you eating enough? Are you doing everything to support how much training you're doing? And if you're doing everything to support it, the amount of training you're doing and you still feel like shit, then you're overtraining. Yeah. Um, like for females, if you lose your period, then that's a big thing. And you need to sort of stop and get some help and get back on the right track because that's very unhealthy and can cause some serious health damage. Um, you know, thin hair or hair falling out, skin looks like shit when you get your bags under the eyes that's yeah. a good indication i feel like in the past when i have overtrained i do get like like a lot more pimples because obviously my hormones are struggling yeah because my nutrients are deplete more depleted than normal yeah like for the guys like if you haven't got much of a sex drive then you know that you're overdoing it training life all that sort of stuff so you need to sort of peel back and focus on everything else around it um what else? If, yeah, go on. Uh, oh, sorry. If you're, <clears throat> if you're plateauing and not getting results, oh, yeah. um, that's a good indication that you could be overtraining as well. Um, a lot of people sort of might be training for a little bit and then they're getting less and less results because your body's adapting to the training, so they add in more. <laughs> and then their body can stops adapting and just, you know, struggle. So... Adding in more doesn't mean you're going to get more results. You didn't order, like. Yeah, exactly. And like, what are, I guess, what are your goals? Like, why are you overtraining? Are, yeah. you, are you trying to be an athlete? Do you want to look good? Do you want to mm. run fast? I guess, like, is it necessary to train as much as you're training? And if not, then why not do closer to the minimum that you need to get yeah. to your goal? Yeah, <laughs> and that's the thing. Yeah, like, why, why do any more than you need to? Yeah, like. There's yeah. so many other things you could be doing mm. that aren't being in the gym. Like I know I like I love going to the gym, like genuinely love going to the gym. And we used to train five or six days a week and now we train three. Mm. And I feel like I, lo I appreciate it even more now because I'm not, it's not like a chore as such. Yeah. It's like an hour of purposeful movement. Yeah. And you know you get it done and it's got all the benefits to it and you're not. And you've done enough. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I feel like it, I feel like we've done other podcasts on that as well. If you want to go back and tune into that, um, or if you really need some help, please reach out. You, you got our socials there, or head over to our website where you can fill out the contact us or discovery call. Yep. And we can actually chat to you in person and go over what you're doing. That's it. That's it. That's all <coughs> that I saved. I just saved my favourites because we'll be here all night. <laughs> Well, um, thank you very much for tuning in. And as always, make sure you hit follow, subscribe wherever you are. If you are listening on iTunes, please give us a five-star review and a positive comment. It helps us, it helps this podcast grow and it helps us a lot. So thank you to those that have been doing it. And we appreciate everybody that's going to do it this time around. And that's it. That's it. See you on Tuesday. Yes, you will. Bye. Bye.